Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life. This is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And so we gather together here on this podcast as we journey together to intentionally shape our lives that we might experience this living unleashed life that God has for us. Here in season two of the Living Unleashed podcast, we are intentionally shaping our lives by journeying with Luke through the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. And uh, we're just having an awesome time, an awesome journey. We're learning so much as we continue to travel together. And so I'm glad you're with us here today. I'm glad glad that you're on this journey. If uh, this is your first time stopping by, welcome. Come on along as we journey together. I hope you're inviting others into this journey because this journey is uh, so much more exciting uh, when we travel together. So we want to do that, and that's just a really powerful and and awesome thing to uh, get to do. So hey, let's jump right in. We are in Luke chapter 21 today. Luke chapter 21, and we're going to deal with the first four verses of the chapter. Uh, There's this really uh, just neat uh, encounter as Jesus observes people's actions, and, and then he comments on it. And it really helps us to see some things about our life and our journey. So we're going to look at that today. Luke 21, starting in verse 1, going through verse 4, it says this in the New Living Translation. When Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. For they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. All right. I mean, when we look at this uh, this account at just our first reflection might be, wow, this is a really hard teaching. But we really don't find anything new here uh, in that teaching uh, because throughout Luke's gospel, the bar that Jesus has said is that he wants our full commitment. He wants our full life. Uh, we've seen it happen time and time again, uh, from the calling of the first disciples to um, his encounter with people over and over again. He calls for their whole life. And uh, this is the same thing. Now, he's, so he's sitting here watching the giving taking place at the temple. Uh, And as he watches this giving, uh, this is what he notices. He notices that there's lots of rich people coming through, uh, dropping in uh, what's presumably some really nice gifts, uh, gifts that might make you go ooh and ah as you're standing back and watching. And then contrasted to that, there is this poor widow who comes up and only drops in two small coins. And these two small coins that she drops in uh, really are not going to make any grand difference in the terms of the uh, uh, financial abilities of the temple. Um, it's, you know, the, the large gifts that the rich folks have given might uh, really do something. Uh, they might buy some new altarware or something like that. But these two coins are, are minuscule. But Jesus interprets it in a different way. 
He looks at it and says, and says, I want you to know, he says, I want you to know that this woman, poor as she is, that she has given more than all the rest of them. Now, how is that? I mean, simple economics, simple math indicates that those two small coins cannot be of a greater value than the than the great amount that has been put in by the rich folks who have come by. I mean, that's just simple math. It's simple economics. How can Jesus say that she has given more? It is because the amount of the money in this case, as the as the illustration is, the amount of the money isn't what matters. What ultimately matters is yours and my commitment to God. Our commitment not only to follow Jesus and to live in that manner, but to live totally and completely for him, to be totally committed to giving our lives over to Christ. We've discovered time and time again throughout Luke that that's the call of Jesus upon our lives, and that is what she's given. So at first, you know, at first blush, we may think, man, this is really difficult. I mean, Jesus is just so demanding, um, you know, and we, we really prefer the picture of the giving of, you know, the, the rich people. I mean, they, they were able to give a large chunk, but um, it made no significant impact on their lives because it was just a tiny part of their surplus, Jesus says. Um, and, and it also, it also um, causes us to continue to look at our life of faith and the idea of salvation in terms of what's the minimum requirement, okay? What's the minimum requirement for getting in? What's the minimum requirement for pleasing God? What's the minimum requirement? What's the, what's the least I have to do uh, to, ha- you know, to have this, this Christian life? And when you look at those folks who gave large chunks, but it was a small, tiny bit of their surplus, and Jesus says, well, they didn't give as much as this woman. It throws everything on its ears because the question, we're always asking the wrong question. It's not about minimum, minimum requirement. It's about giving everything to God. So what I am going to invite us to do is to look at this from a slightly different perspective. Um, and, and I think what we'll discover is that what we might at first say is a difficult teaching is actually quite freeing. It's, it's, it, it gives us freedom. It contributes to the freedom of our lives. Um, first of all, you have to look at this within the larger context of Jesus' teaching so far in Luke. Because Jesus has told us that when we seek God's kingdom first, everything else will be taken care of. So when we are seeking God, when we are looking to him, we can trust God. He'll take care of everything else. When we ask, he, you know, he gives because we've given him everything. So giving God everything brings about provision and contentment. We end up better off. And so, you know, that becomes a really important point. Since we are now better off because God is in control. And I think that's one of the things that we fight. One of the things we fight in our own head is that if we truly give God complete control of our life, if we can truly give God everything and commit our entire lives, all of our talents, all of our resources, all of our time to living fully in his kingdom, that somehow we're going to miss out. But the message of the scriptures is that, no, we are better off. And so I think that's the first point. 
I think secondly is that God's expectations of me are based on me and not by me being compared to someone else. Notice that Jesus's Jesus's um, praise of the woman was not based on the total dollars she gave. It was based on her total commitment to God. Okay, it wasn't based on what that amount was. He, he didn't compare it to what the others gave and say, well, you know, they gave these big chunks and she gave just a couple of small coins. So, you know, she's not as good. No, because in comparison to what she had, she gave everything. That's what matters. And see, that is freeing to know that my God's expectations of me are based on me. Based on, it's based on who I am based on what he has gifted me with, where I'm at, and he asks me to respond accordingly. See, it was not the amount of the widow's offering that impressed Jesus. It was the abandon and trust that accompanied it. See, as I'm striving to give my everything to Jesus, he is dealing with me and my capacities, my talents, my abilities, my resources, and my life situation, and he asks me to respond accordingly. He is not going to evaluate me based on what others' capacities are or others' talents are, other people's abilities, other people's resources, or other people's life situations. Now, again, that is completely freeing. It's freeing because I don't have to compare myself to everyone else. It's not about what everyone else does. It's about what I do. It's about how I respond to God's kingdom in my life. It's how I live out in the moment and respond to God's kingdom, not only with my money, but with everything that each moment of the day, each opportunity I have, each decision I can make, each thing I can do, that I am choosing to live in the kingdom. I'm choosing to respond as God has commanded, as Jesus has taught. I choose to be that person that God has created me to be. And in so doing, I will find freedom. That's the beautiful thing. I will find freedom because there is no better place to be than right smack dab in the middle of the kingdom of God. And that is a place where you'll find immense freedom. And so this is a real freeing passage. I don't believe it's as weighty and difficult as we may make it. If, we want to, if we're trying to serve two gods, if we're trying to serve both God, but we're also trying to serve money or power or position or whatever else is the idol in our life, well, yes, this is a very difficult passage because it invites us to give up our idols. But if we have God dead center in our life, if he's on the throne, if he's the one whom we are serving, this becomes quite easy. We discover within this teaching freedom. We discover within this teaching hope and peace, and contentment. So I'm going to really invite you to reread this and really reflect upon it today. And and who's on your throne? Who are you focused on? Uh, because that makes all the difference in the world, and you will find within this teaching a tremendous amount of freedom in your life. I hope you have an awesome, amazing day. Pass this podcast on to others. Invite them along on the journey. Uh, and as you continue to travel today, I hope that you will keep on living unleashed. <laughs>